I'm Jaren. And I'm Chris. And this is The The Barker Barker Lounge. one-stop destination for everything dedicated to the 90s sitcom known as Friends! It's Barker Lounge. And it's Monday. Oh yeah, we gotta come in high energy just for you. Even if we're a little under the weather ourselves. <laughs> Special shout out to Chris being the ultimate trooper. Recording through all pain and adversity. Oh, only for us and only for you guys here at the Barker Lounge. Because I cannot wait to talk about tonight's episode. The one with the joke. Theft? Let's find out more. So we're going to start the episode at Central Perk. Let's get it percolating. Ross comes in looking a little excited because he made a joke. It's uh, nice seeing Ross happy for a change of pace and not uh, holding that morbid face of depression. And apparently a joke that uh, Playboy printed. Yeah, apparently Playboys were printing jokes, so... Well, you gotta have something in between all the titillating pictures. Right. All puns intended. And so, as everyone's reading the joke, it's like, oh, it's really funny. And then Chandler's like, yeah, it's even funnier when I made it up. Dun, dun, dun. And Ross is like, uh, no, I made it up. And Chandler's like, no, I made it up. And they're and basically... the go- tit-for-tat battle begins. Going back and forth. And then Joey comes in, right? And they're going... And he's, like, looking at what they're looking at. And Joey's like, you guys you know... Guys are, you, you know you're using this magazine completely wrong. Like, there are naked chicks in there. <laughs> Duh. Insert intro. I bet you didn't know they'll find some pics in here. You know you got some nudies. All right. Well, let's head over to Joey's. And it's just... Joey's. Just Joey. As we all remember, Janine is no longer the roommate or the girlfriend. It's no longer Joey! And uh, Chandler comes in and he's like, you know, hey, you know, let's turn on the TV, you know, because I guess Hart's having a rough time right now and they might be breaking up. Because it's never been a better time to check in on classic glam rock bands. Yeah. And Joey's like, well, let's just watch it over at your place, you know, but Monica's watching her own thing. And so Chandler turns on the TV and notices that the cable's out. The first of many red herrings to come, because uh, Joey's neglecting to mention a few things here. And he's like, so did your cable go out? And Joey's like, no. Man, I tell you, you know, that, that, that that's MTV, you know, the music these teens listen to today, man. And he's like... Okay, we'll want to see if the joke stealer will let us watch it at his place. He's like, all right. Yeah, it's better than listening to all this teenage static, according to Joey. 
So Chandler grabs the phone to call Ross. And he's like, uh, didn't pay your phone bill either, huh? Nope. It's not. It's a new band. It's called the Dial Tones. <laughs> what will these kids come up with next? Chandler's like, look, let me just loan you some money. And Joey's like, no, I'm not going to do that. There are other things I can do than just watch. You know, like I got this book. Because <laughs> Joey reads. Hey, there is nothing wrong with a book. And so, Depending on how he uses it. Yeah, well, looks like they're going to figure it out, I guess. So, Heading over to Monica and Chandler's apartment. Mondler? The Mandler. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel and Monica are currently looking at a Playboy themselves on the couch. Kind of trying mm. to see what all the hype's about. Feeling inquisitive today. Uh, they're doing their own little Playboy investigation. Because there's got to be more than just jokes. Then Phoebe comes in, and at first they try to hide it, but they're like, oh, it's just Phoebe, okay. So they're like, what are you doing? Well, we're just, you know, looking at this Playboy, so Phoebe joins them, and... Oh, I'm going to join a secret mission. I'm going to join a secret mission. They're all, like, kind of trying to pick a story out of each scenario, like, oh, don't you just miss the barn days, you know? Or you just bend over, and whoop! <laughs> just like, and then Rachel's like, you know, I Rachel's would... Rachel's making up scenarios? Her and Phoebe, and Rachel's like... You know, see, I, I would date this chick, you know, outdoorsy, and she knows she could build a fire. That'll come in handy. Hey. I feel a potential hypothetical fire starting here. <laughs> so Monica, out of nowhere and out of excitement, is like, hey, if you had to pick one of us a date, who would you pick? Oh, we're off to a bad start. Automatically, Rachel goes, I don't know. And Monica's like, me neither. And Phoebe, real quick, Rachel. They all look at her. No pause. Wow. As soon as they look at her, she goes, uh, I mean, me neither. Mm. It's like, oh, we should go do something else now. Oh, look, there's a kitchen over there walking slowly. We'll get into more depth with that later on. But uh, let's head over to our base of operations, Central Park. Let's get it continuously percolating. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, a little remix for you there. You're about to find out more of this tickle tackle going back and forth of the joke stealer listen up more words that start with t you know you forget how many great songs hard hat yeah. <laughs> you know barracuda was the first song i learned to play on the keyboard so you heard it you repeated it so that must mean you wrote it <laughs> You guys, with this joke. Look, I gotta say, I know I cracked up, but I'm not even sure I got it. <laughs> you didn't get it? The doctor is a monkey. <laughs> and monkeys can't write out prescriptions. <laughs> you are not allowed to laugh at my joke. Your joke? Well, I think the half would disagree, which is why he sent me a check. For one hundred dollars. So you stole my joke and you stole my money. <laughs> now, I was gonna stick it in the ATM, but now I think I'll show the sexy teller that I am a published writer. Well, she is gonna know that you stole the joke. Well, what are you gonna do? Follow me down there? Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna go now anyway. Okay. <laughs> wow. That escalated uh, extremely fast. So, but Ross got a hundred bucks for it? Man. 
Tell me what it's like. It must have been way easier. Just to print a joke? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. It's Playboy. It's popular. But $100 for a joke in the So paper. can you imagine what it would have been huh. like if he had put in like one of his dinosaur essays or something? I don't know what they're paying for that kind of material, but uh, that might just add to his pockets there. Someone might be into that. So, hey, you never know. Uh, <laughs> boobies and brontosauruses. So as Chandler chases him out of the coffee shop, you know, Joey is stuck here with a bill. And Gunther hands him the bill. And Joey's like, yeah, so, uh, hey, about this. I see, I kind of have a problem. I can't really uh, pay for stuff right now. I'm currently lacking finances today, sir, but I will gladly give you money tomorrow for a coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cut down on the luxury, you know, and... uh yeah, so he basically can't pay the bill that Chandler and Ross left him with. So, uh, what to do, what to do? And Gunther says, hey, well, you could work here, you know. It and might I add, Gunther's being like, surprisingly lenient with him, considering he just came up to him and said, hey, I can't pay for this. Right. Like, instead of just being outright kind of like, well, we got a problem here, he offers Joey a job. Yeah, he off- it's pretty cool that he helped him out there and... Joey's like, I don't know, man, you know, I I, to, I was an actor, and to, you know, to be an actor, to go to that, you know. Oh, that pride is coming through in the worst possible time. And Gunther's like, well, it is good money, and, you know, you can stare at Rachel all day, and Joey's like, <laughs> Joey's like, what? Well, Flexible hours, that's <laughs> what good, he meant to say. Good save, Gunther, good save. No one will see through that thin <laughs> veneer. And Joey's like, oh, if I work here, could I use the phone? I mean... If it correlates to work-related things? I guess. Use the phone, whatever. <laughs> so let's go over to Mondler's apartment. And it looks like, you know, it's nighttime. Monica and Chandler are in bed. Mondler's at night. <laughs> and, you know, Monica is just like, I can't believe Phoebe picked Rachel. I definitely want to say I relate to Chandler in this scene, kind of just sitting there, just like, uh-huh. Well, because Chandler in this scene is more, like, kind of just frustrated about Ross. Like, oh, I can't believe Ross, he stole my joke. He stole my joke. And then, It's like they're both kind of isolated in their own individual incidents. Yeah, and then he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to get a joke journal. And then Monica's like, you know, that's a good idea. You know, it's a bad idea. And then Chandler responds for picking Rachel. <laughs> so it's like they both kind of end up like answering for each other-ish. But I don't this, know. you know, that's uh, what a strong couple's supposed to do. You got to back each other up, even exactly. in the weirdest moments. But they suddenly hear something in the living room and not quite sure what it is. Um, it's times like these, uh, we hope Chandler has his uh, professional baseball bat lined up right next to the bed. And as they walk out, it's actually joey watching tv on their uh on their tv basically while joey appears and he just looks at them i finished my book (laughs) oh man it's hard times at casa de joey when he is out of a entertainment option it's a good thing your friend has the door unlocked so I imagine it's the next day, you know, um, it's daylight now. And and I promise I'm not going to end everything with a weird question inflection. And Monica is coming over to Phoebe and Rachel's apartment, but hmm, she's not just coming over to hang out. Listen up. Gulp. 
Hey, you guys. Hey. hey. Oh, don't you guys look cute? You guys make such a cute couple. <laughs> Monica, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just trying to recreate some of the fun that we had at my place the other day. Remember when, when you picked Rachel over me? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> It was kind of funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> why did you do that? Why, why didn't you pick me? Fine. <clears throat> the reason that I was leaning a little bit more toward Rachel than you is just, you know, you're kind of high maintenance. Okay, let's go to lunch. <laughs> That's completely untrue. You think I'm high maintenance? Uh, okay, prove it. I want you to write out a list and we're going to go through it point by point. <laughs> No, you're right. You're easygoing. You're just not as easygoing as Rachel. You know, she's just more flexible and, and mellow. That's all. <laughs> well, people are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rachel, she'll do whatever you want. You know, you can just walk all over her. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what are you saying? That I'm a pushover? I'm not a pushover. Oh, okay. You're not a pushover. <laughs> Over. Well, watch this. You know what? You're not invited to lunch. What do you think of that? I think that's pretty strong is what I think. Come on, Monica. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> you start working on that list. <laughs> I cannot believe her. I know. Where do you want to go eat? Oh, oh I love that Japanese place. Ugh, I'm sick of Japanese. We're not going there. All right. Well, wherever you want to go is cool. All right. <laughs> Monica, get over it. Yeah, this is a perfect example of what happens when you hold on to an issue way longer than you should. You know, I'm just recreating the fun that happened, you know, in my place, you know. You know, when Phoebe picked Rachel, it's not funny. Wasn't that so funny? Let's do this social experiment where we reverse those odds and see how you <laughs> feel. But, you know, Phoebe somehow came out of that and was like, well... You know, it's not like that. I'm just saying, you know, Rachel's more easygoing. And now you're adding insult to more people. Oh, Rachel is a pushover now. It's one of those moments where uh, sometimes you got to choose when to be honest with people. And VB's landed on way too thick for these two. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Rachel all of a sudden slips up. Mm-hmm. So, looks like she's not going to go to lunch with them after all. <laughs> but let's head over to Central Perk where... Uh, Ross comes in and he's showing Gunther the joke that Playboy printed, right? Because uh, in Ross's mind, uh, his celebrity will never end in the eyes of Hugh Hefner. And Gunther is laughing <laughs> and he's going, man, that Chandler guy really cracks me up. So Chandler's in the corner watching this all happen and Ross is just kind of like bummed out like, man, because as Gunther knows, it's Chandler's joke. Chandler is the funny guy. So, you know, he's got to have a claim to fame. I mean, Joey already has like the ladies man tag. Right. And so Joey is starting his new job. Right. But none of the friends know that he's working there yet. So he's acting like he doesn't work there. So he's just kind of like, hey, guys, you want anything to drink? Because I'm going up there. (laughs) Hey, do you want anything to drink? Because I'm going up there. And at first, the friends are kind of like, sure, yeah. Look how great Joey's being Ross's like, yeah, I'll get coffee. So considerate. 
But then he goes up to customers. And hey. that's when it becomes sus. <laughs> Do you guys want anything? Because, you know, I'm going up there. Just being friendly. Goes up there behind <laughs> the counter. He's like, uh, Joey, we don't think you're supposed to go over there. And he's like, well, you know, Gunther says it's okay. Right, Gunther? And then Gunther's you're like. You're supposed to be wearing your apron. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you work here, Joey? Uh, no, I don't see you asking other paying customers to wear an apron. And then some other customer goes, waiter, yeah? <laughs> Joey caught on to it. So well, it turns out you just can't turn off that customer service tag. Oh, yeah. Some moments later, we're still at Central Perk and pretty much asking Joey, why didn't you tell us you worked here? Like... You know, and he's like, I'm embarrassed, you know, from being an actor to waiter. I'm supposed to go the other way. In this kind of situation. Right. It's like you're on television everywhere, and then all of a sudden you're the local coffee guy. And he just feels weird, you know, serving his friends. And Rachel's like, hey, you know, I did it. It was fine. And Ross is like, hey, I see. You know, let me, hey, Joey, let me get some coffee. Not weird at all. You know, Ross makes it seem really casual. At first. And Joey's like, oh, okay, that's not so bad. Then Ross's like, no, but seriously, I asked you before and I still haven't gotten it. And the Geller comes out. Joey's like, aw, man, you made it weird again. See, now it's bad. (laughs) So Chandler's like, hey, I got my first tip for you. Don't eat yellow snow. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Kill him again, Grandpa. Yes. And it's only Chandler laughing, by the way, in this moment. And he's like... (laughs) 215 coffee house like writing in his journal because if you're following along with us at this point uh he's hyper aware of any and every joke he says for ross is nearby and raj is like well this is great joey now i can pass some wisdom on to you you know (laughs) just first things first customer's always right we all know that one well at least rachel's actually giving actual like experience tips right a smile goes a long way which yeah you know once again, that's all in the customer service field. And then she's like, if a customer's ever rude to you, sneeze muffin. Oh, 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 that's on the secret menu of tips. Secret menu. So Ross is like, hey, Joey, so uh, how about that coffee? <laughs> Joey's like, hey, you know because what? Because again, I had to remind you. Right? So Joey's like, you know what, Ross? I'm so sorry about that. Let me get your coffee. And you know what? Since I made you wait, I get you a muffin on the house. You know, at first, like, Ross is, like, kind of smiling, but then he remembers what Rachel just said. Right. Realization. So, now we're back at Phoebe and Rachel's apartment. Fachel. And, uh... I I don't know if that's gonna stick. Fachel. Or Reby. Reby. You know what? I think you brought that up last episode. Yeah, Reby or Reby. Reby, that's the one. And, uh, Monica and Rachel come back inside to want to talk to Phoebe, you know? They're like, hey, Phoebe. So look, you know what? Maybe I'm a little high maintenance. And maybe it's Rachel a little bit of a pushover. But you know what we decided you are? What? Flaky. Yup, that's right. You're a flaky. You're a, you're a flaker. And then Phoebe's like. How does it make you feel? And Phoebe's just like. Yeah, okay. Wait, huh? Wait, you're okay with being flaky? Yeah, why not? Well, well, I'm okay being high maintenance. Well, I'm okay being a pushover. Well, I love how unprepared both of them were for, for that response. Phoebe's like absolute <laughs> aloofness. Reaction. Like she 
completely is unaware of how affected they are by this. He's just like, okay, I'm good. What do I care? I'm a flake. So when they said that, Phoebe's like, oh, well, you know, good for you guys. Like to finally kind of like saying you're okay with it. You know, her secret to de-escalating it. It's like, why do you care so much about what I say? But then when she said that, that's when Monica and Rachel were like, they really weren't over it. No, I am not high maintenance. I am not a pushover. And then Phoebe's like, well, who said you were? And they're like, you did. Phoebe goes, I'm flaky. I'll say anything. Got him. Boom. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to Central Perk. We just can't get away from this coffee. I'm telling you. It's almost like we're all caffeinated. And, uh, you know, Joey looks like he got some callback for an audition. He's, like, asking Gunther, hey, can you cover for me for about, like, an hour? It's got to be the worst time to get, like, good news for, like, the job you really want to do. you just started working at the coffee house. And it's peak at the time this is happening. Right. Like, it is a madhouse in there. But when Joey's asking, I can see where it's bad on Joey, the new employee, asking for time off already. Definitely bad on his part. However, there's a twist because Gunther... He's like, yeah, he's like, well, no, you can't leave. I'm leaving to get my hair dyed. Okay, so Gunther leaves, and Joey's like trying to practice the line. Sorry, that seat's taken, or that seat saved, or something like that. Also, I'm going to take this moment to insert a little uh, warning, because foreshadowing. And um, some guy enters in saying, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And Joey's like, wait, huh? So Joey's like (laughs) practicing a line out loud. But the line is, sorry, the seat's taken, makes it look like the, he's saving a seat at the coffee bar. It was just a matter of timing, timing when that customer showed up. But right. that compliment sent Joey into a certain spiral of thinking. He's like, wait, but you believe me. And then the customer's like... I was like, really convincing, right? So much <laughs> that I should probably not be here, right? Customer's like, I believe that you were saving a seat for somebody. Okay, yep, that's it, guys. You know what? We gotta close the coffee house for an hour, you know? Uh, we gotta go. It's for the kids, you know? We gotta help them stay off drugs, you know? Uh, it's like, uh, remember Dare? It's got the lions. Uh, he's, he's singing to the kids. You got the cops. All right, everyone get out. He's like, you know, important issue in uh, this month's Playboy, you know? So uh, I'm sure you guys all read about it. Yep, 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 okay. Of all the magazines to represent protecting the children, let Playboy be your first choice. Right. So we head back to Mondler's apartment. And this time it's Chandler and Ross. They're on the couch. They're going back and forth. It's my joke. No, it's my joke. The joke wars continue. It's my joke. It's my joke. You know what? Fine. Let's just have Monica decide. Mon, Mon, Monica, Mon. What? Like, why are you both like... Like, I'm in the room. Like, I'm next door. Like, just call my name once, right? It's getting pretty obnoxious at this point, especially in her case. So, they tell her, like, you gotta settle this for us. Like, whose joke is it? And we'll each tell you who made, how we made up the joke and blah, 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 and you can decide from there. But Monica's like, I can't do that. Like, Chandler's my boyfriend, you know? And, Ooh, instant red flag. And but... Ross is like, but I'm your brother. The most important thing in the world... Oh, faux blood ties. Yeah, no. And then Chandler's like, don't sway her. And he's like, I'm your only chance of having a baby. Oh, oh my God. Underhanded move. So Chandler goes first, you know, to take turns about who came up with what. And Chandler's like, oh, you remember that time I was having lunch with Steve? And, you know, you're talking about his, you know, foot and whatever. And, you know, Dr. Monkey and all that. 
And then Monica's like, oh, is that the guy from the party? Can I finish telling the story? Do you want me to pick you? I mean, the fact that they have to go into so much backstory and detail just to defend their points over (laughs) something that's starting to get kind of ridiculous. And then Ross is like, see, I would never yell at you like that. Oh, my God. Even more incentive to come to my side. I'm your brother. So Chandler goes into, like, this whole the Dr. Monkey joke, and then he, like, does his little snap, crackle, pop, puts his leg on the table. That's how Dr. Monkey became a thing. And then Ross... Okay, his was all simple. Well, it's simple, you know. I mean, hello. I study evolution. I had the pet monkey. Monkey into <laughs> man. I'm a doctor. I'm Dr. Monkey. And then Monica's like, okay, I've made a decision. You're both idiots. Like, I mean, probably <laughs> the clearest decision of all. She's like, this is offensive Words. to women, doctors, and monkeys. Like, Instead of arguing on, like, who gets credit for who, it should be on getting blamed on who let this joke out in the world. Like, let it go. It sucks, okay? And Monica, with the ultimate diffuser, bringing the entire round to an end with a steaming burner right to the chest of both sibling and lover. And now they both don't want to admit that it's their joke. It's your joke. No, oh, so it's your you joke. made that joke, clearly. I don't want to be the one who holds that fire. So, continuing on here at Central Perk. Right now, it looks like you can see Monica and Chandler outside. Kind of looks like she's hinting to Chandler to do something while Phoebe and Rachel are inside the cafe. So, as if they're planning ahead of time. Mm hmm. So, Chandler comes in, kind of looks, you know, he looks suspicious, obviously. And then Monica follows and goes, oh, hey, Chandler, there you are. Um, you know, why don't you uh, tell Rachel and Phoebe what you were telling me earlier? You know, just how loose and carefree I am and totally not uh, high maintenance. <laughs> so it's like kind of staged and he's like, Monica's a self-sufficient, together, non-high maintenance. <laughs> He's kind of like robotic, and then Rachel. It's kind of hard to take serious when they keep putting the specific problem in the explanation. And Rachel's like, "Wow, that is the best fake speech I've ever heard." And then Phoebe's like, "I've heard better." <laughs> Clearly, and, they are all so convinced. And then Chandler's like, "What do I do now? I'm I'm running out of words. Like I don't know what else to say." And then Monica's like. Chandler, you know, and she's like, You're my plan. She's like, Well, you know, you're a little high maintenance. And Monica's like, oh, You're on my list, mister. And oh, no, not the aforementioned list. But Chandler tries to explain it to her in a way that seems a little more understanding. He's like, And I respect uh, Chandler's technique here because he's patient and he actually explains his reasoning. Yeah, he's like, You know, you're not easygoing. You know, but you're you're passionate, you know, and and when you get upset at the little things, you know, I like to think that I'm good at making you feel better and kind of makes it feel like, you know, I'm maintaining you. And, you know, Monica started to feel a little bit better. She's She's like, I didn't tell him to write that or say that, you know, to like Phoebe and Rachel. So And they're like, we know. (laughs) 
So she tells Phoebe, she's like, you know, Phoebe, it's okay that you choose Rachel. Because I've got the best boyfriend right here, you know, like, all excited. And Phoebe's like, suddenly Phoebe's attracted to Monica now. (laughs) What a change of events there. But um, Joey comes in at this point, and he's kind of bummed out. Why? Why would he be bummed out? Well, apparently he didn't get the part he auditioned for, and he lost his job at the perk. Mm. Wow, kind of already hitting him while he's down. And they're kind of confused, like, how did you lose your job here already? And Joey just kind of made it sound all nonchalant, like, well, you know, Gunther went to go get his hair dyed. And And I closed the store. I closed the store, so, you know, yep. And then Rachel's like, "That wait, that doesn't sound right. You've been working here for, like, two or three days. And Gunther went to get his hair done on company time. Yeah, to run, you know, and left you here in charge. Like, I that said doesn't, I wasn't going to do that anymore. Doesn't uh-huh. sound right. So, uh, she's like, you know what? I'm not going to let Gunther get away with it. I should say something. No, 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 I'm not going to say something. No, oh, I no. should say it's something. It's passive Rachel. But it's combative Rachel. It's passive Rachel, but combative. She does it. She goes up to him. And she's like, Gunther, you know, you... We'll give Joey his job back, and you know it is not right, and blah blah blah, and something like that. And then Gunther so totally went against protocol. <laughs> and another thing, Gunther's like, "Okay, huh? That was easy. No, okay, he could have his job back." The funny thing that Rachel doesn't realize is that Gunther probably would have did that regardless, just because it's of Rachel, her interacting with him. Right? It's like, I will do whatever you want. And she's <laughs> like, "That's right, he can have his job back." See. Who's not a pushover? And then she sits down, like, where Phoebe was sitting down, but I guess Phoebe had gone up to the bathroom. So much for getting comfortable. Phoebe comes back, and she's like, Rach, you're in my seat. Okay, moving. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 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 So we are now at the last episode, last scene of the episode. Got a while before that happens, y'all. But your music was on point. Um, you know, so Phoebe was like, hey, you know, I never got to hear you. Who would you guys pick? You know, if you were to have to date each other or, you know, whatever. Have we learned nothing from this experience. So Monica and Rachel are just like, oh, we would both pick you, Phoebe. Yeah, you. And then Phoebe's like, yeah, I kind of thought. So as Phoebe turns around and like go to the counter. They're both making signals at each other. <laughs> and so Rachel and Monica are looking at each other like, no. Pinky promise, we're good. <laughs> and then the guys come in, and Rachel's like, hey, if one of you guys had to pick each other... Ah, here we go again. Who would you pick? Ross and Joey are like, oh, I'm not answering that. It's no way. Question. Chandler. Joey? All easy. And they all turn around and look at Chandler, and he's I like... I should not have answered that. <laughs> There's the door. Chandler's like, no way. I'm not answering that. <laughs> After the fact. Damage is done, buddy. Damage is done. But that pretty much ends the episode. But it doesn't end what we have to say about it. And we're going to slide right into those thoughts and opinions. Chris, what do you think of this magnum opus? I thought this was another funny one for season six because you kind of go a little bit back and forth between... Chandler and Ross, who have been friends since, you know, college, and, you know, they're going back and forth about who stole whose joke. I'm not going to lie. If you were going to ask me who I thought created the joke, 
this Dr. Monkey joke. I am going to have to say Chandler on this one. It's an easy Chandler. It's an easy Chandler. I mean, Chandler's the guy who's known for the jokes. You know, maybe maybe the timing is coincidental because Ross is a doctor. And you can also see he the relevance. He had a pet monkey. He had the monkey. He's a paleontologist, you know. It's... No, but don't tell him that. But at the end of the day, if you want to get technical, I'm going to have to give this one to Chandler. Especially Gunther. Gunther already knew. You know, he was like, ha, that Chandler's a funny guy. <laughs> Like, already acknowledging it way before. Yeah. But, you know, overall, pretty funny episode. So, I like seeing that interaction now with Monica, Phoebe, and Rachel. You know, Phoebe, you can't even blame Phoebe because even Phoebe will admit she's flaky, she's careless, she's she probably just forgot what she said yesterday, you know, about something. But so you know she owns it, and that's the difference between them. She doesn't let it control yeah. her. Rachel and Monica are just like can't accept the fact that you know they're they have a trait i mean i think that's normal for all of us yeah, sometimes we have a quirk and sometimes we don't like to admit that we have that quirk then sometimes we do but i think this episode is a great just overall learning factor for even just the new listeners out there um just kind of seeing the different personalities and, and how to, way to put it how to handle it especially you know the younger generations trying to see how to solve their friendships you know Oh, but you picked her. Oh, but you picked her. It's just kind of a cool learning experience. So for me, it's another episode for the books that I think was really funny, learning moments, and it's friends. You can't go wrong. What'd you think? I'm definitely going to jump off your last statement there and agree with the learning experience. There is definitely a lot you can pull from the emotional spectrum here, kind of bouncing around and getting a taste of everybody's personality on Mm -hmm. Friends. But the big one is definitely on the ladies' side today when learning how to not let people's impressions or, you know, their thoughts of you control how you see yourself. Right. It's like big ups on that. Mm -hmm. And I love the simplicity and how Phoebe handled it because she was kind of an example. She just didn't care. Like, uh, you can't wrap yourself up in uh, people's thoughts and opinions of you. You won't get far that way. Right. Even though, in the end, I think it was funny how the when Phoebe's back was turned, they were still like, oh, but girl, you know, you my main one. <laughs> so, you know, friends will be friends. Right. On the other side of the coin, I love the whole joke thievery kind of dynamic <laughs> that was going on on the other side of the episode. Because I think we can all relate to having an experience in our lives where you might have come up with a zinger that you thought was really or good mm-hmm. or, yeah, even an idea. And then someone else just, you know, happened to say your idea or joke or, you know, beat you to the punch or something in real time. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of just like, I just said that two weeks ago, Randy. You took my idea. Right. Not you that just, we're getting specific here. You just flipped it and reversed it. but uh yeah you gotta watch out y'all and most importantly maybe pick your battles because i think at the end they both realize that ultimately it's not really worth it when they're the only ones who care (laughs) especially the way monica explained it to them like uh it's offensive to like women doctors and monkeys like she real she really broke it down for them and then like all purpose in the joke just left (laughs) and was like it's not my joke i didn't come up with that all of a sudden, no one wants to take the claim. <laughs> but uh, season six continues to teach us glowing life lessons. Da-na-na.
Alright folks, on that note, as always here at the Parker Lounge, we love to leave you with our thoughts and opinions on the 90s sitcom known as Friends. Chris, we're going to get more details about us. You can find us on our Instagram page at the Barker Lounge where we post the episode release and all listening platforms are located in our bio. Follow us. All right, folks. Through hail, sleet, and snow and potential bodily injuries, we here at the Barker Lounge bring you the latest info on Friends. But more than that, we like to bring you a humbling third place to rest. When you're not at your own home, when you're not at work, you're with us. We're being there for you. But not in a creepy, malicious way, we promise. But uh, most importantly, remember to stay safe, stay sane, and do something you love because you're awesome and you definitely deserve it. But uh, more important than that, remember, we'll, we'll be, be there, there for you. you. And hopefully not taking your jokes, thoughts, and opinions. Okay, I'll stop. not a chicken that's my wife oh am i right okay all right up
top. All right. Um, thank you. Thank you. So yes. you basically what? just changed the character in the animal and stole my joke. That, that, that's exactly what you did. Me, you, what are you talking about? You, you literally just changed uh, it to chicken and wife. Uh, this woman is I said husband and goat, and then you decided talent. to. So she's trying to put her two cents in. But it is irrelevant, folks, because I. So you're just a joke stealer. It's cool. You're the joke stealer. It's cool. Not according, it's okay. You know not what? According to this Bitcoin certificate from um, Jeff Bezos that says my joke is the funniest thing he's ever heard. Yeah, you know what? You're just a fraud. Even though it comes from South Africa. What? Okay, well, hey, good luck trying to cash that. Bye. What? It's legal tender in foreign countries.